1: Is Armed American Radio's daily defense.
0: Armed American Radio's daily defense because they don't want me to. That's
1: why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance from the Six Sour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America, fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. 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 Welcome inside
0: Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. The Six Hour Studios are lit up for you. The Crossbreed Holsters mic is turned on. X-Insurance is presenting all of this. Welcome to the Monday broadcast as we get this week fired up and started. Greg in Dallas, Tejas. How are you, brother? It is not Taco Tuesday. It seems like we just did this a few hours ago, maybe because we did. I, I believe it's because we did, and I'm doing pretty good on the Monday gun day. It's beautiful out here in DFW. Yeah, it's beautiful here, too. It'd be fun not being here right now, except it's more fun, excuse me, for me doing this. I love to do this. This is what we do, and people need to hear these conversations. If you were listening to the show last night, ladies and gentlemen, you get it. Uh, John Lott made it very clear when he yelled, that's why you have a radio show. That's why I write these op-eds. You remember that from last night, an hour two? Yep. You know, we were talking about the fact that the media is never going to give us a fair shake ever. And we just accept that fact and moved on and move on. And John said, that's why you have a radio program. That's why you're syndicated on all these stations. It's why you talk about this every day. It's what you do. It's why I write these op eds." Ladies and gentlemen, these conversations are critical and vital. And believe me. They would prefer we not have them, Greg. I think we all
2: know that. Oh, yeah. They'd rather we just shut up and uh, mind our own business instead of actually combating
0: them. And it is combating them, too, mind you. Mm -hmm. So welcome inside with us, guys. It's going to be a fun show. It always is. Buckle in. The two hours moves quick. You've got me for two solid hours today and a lot to cover with you. Greg, let's get started because we are broadcasting in beautiful high-definition 4K on televisions and devices globally. Tell people how they can find that before we get cracking.
2: Sure, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or dot com and in that top right hand corner you're gonna see three little hash marks. Just give those a click. And when that window opens up, select that watch live option. If you're doing something important like driving, well don't drive and watch. So click the listen live link right above that. And when you do that, you'll see two subsequent links pop open. One's going to be for the Sunday Monster Cast, and the other is for this broadcast right here, the Daily Defense Show. If you've missed an episode of either of these two broadcasts, well, head on over to the podcast link right above Listen Live and get caught up wherever you may have missed. If you're a fan of the show and you'd like to support us while you're out and about doing your thing, well, head on down to our shop link at the bottom of all of these links and pick you something nice up over there. Lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations.
0: And you know what that will do, ladies and gentlemen? That will get you in here with us on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. The immersive Armed American Radio Daily Defense. Because you can get in there and start typing and clicking. And we see that stuff. I'm looking at it right here. In front of me and I see a number of people already in there typing so jump in say hey to us and if you got something good to say and we get at it in time and it doesn't scroll past us we might shout you out we do that from time to time all right Greg where are we gonna get started today I, I have a really good piece from Lee the Gunwriter Williams now Lee and I spoke earlier today for quite some time now Lee is no fan of the Bureau of Alcohol Firearms and Tobacco Who is AFT <laughs> alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. Yeah, there's that. The AFT. Through the that's AFT. What Joe Biden, What is it, Joe Biden, one more time? Through the AFT. Through the AFT. Well, obviously it's the ATF, but we like to have fun with the ATF. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that every Friday afternoon, the ATF, most of the field divisions, and there are 25 ATF field divisions around the country, send out a press release that highlights and showcases all of our enforcement activities for last week, everything we did, look at what we did today. Yeah, they've got to do did something you know
2: that? to justify their existence. Uh, no, I didn't know they did that, but I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, well, Lee puts it as the AT- trying to look busy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, And I quote him, like they're good stewards of our taxpayer dollars. Mm. Mm. Are they? No, never are. Never Here's some been. interesting stuff. I'm going to go through these with you today because I think it's important, and I want you to hear what your tax dollars are doing, funding the ATF. Now, Lee previously reported on Armed American News that most of the ATF criminal charges that are filed are filed administratively after the fact. What does that mean? Well, how do you file a criminal charge after after what fact after another law enforcement agency has already made an arrest? The ATF isn't at the front of the game. They're behind the game. When a local police department or sheriff's office arrests an armed criminal, for example, with a, for a previous felony conviction, they may ask the ATF to pursue federal charges. Why? Why would they do that? Because federal charges usually carry a stiffer penalty. Oh, let's get them on the federal charges, too. Yep, that they do. But the ATF is not there on the traffic stop. If car A is driving down the road and can't stay between the ditches, Do you think your local sheriff's department calls the ATF and says, hey, I'm going to initiate a traffic stop Mm -mm. come meet me here and see if these people are felons in possession of a gun? No. The local cop makes the arrest, finds out the guy's a felon, has some warrants out, finds out he's in possession of a firearm under the seat, and he arrests the guy for being a felon in possession of a firearm. No ATF necessary. But then that department will call the ATF and say, hey, you know we got this guy here. Do you want to consider filing federal charges to which the ATF will likely go, oh, yeah, another one. <laughs> Let's justify. It. Hey, Rob, go get him. Right. So they come out and they file a federal charge on top because it carries a stiffer penalty. And then what does Lee point out? The ATF takes credit for the arrest, the investigation and the subsequent prosecution. And Lee makes it clear that they usually do that by claiming it was part of a task force or its Project Safe Neighborhoods program. And then I quote Lee from today's piece. He did a lot of work on this. Lee is a real investigative journalist. Still as the ATF's press release show every week. It's rare for the agency to initiate a major case on its own. Here's some of the highlights, ladies and gentlemen, from last week. And I'm going to go through all of these because I want you to know what it is the ATF is doing. So here's one from the Boston Field Division, Greg, in Dallas, Texas. There, in front of the boards with all the cool bells and lights and whistles and switches and the glass and the knock behind you and the big mothership. You ready for this? Hit me. ATF, Boston Field Division, New Britain man sentenced to nine years in federal prison for fentanyl distribution and firearm possession offenses. This is from the ATF's release. According to court documents and statements made in court in 2022, the Drug Enforcement Administration's Hartford Task Force identified Martinez as a large-scale distributor of fentanyl. Martinez's criminal record includes state felony convictions for narcotics offenses. It's a violation of federal law for a person previously convicted of a felony offense to possess a firearm or ammunition that is moved in interstate or foreign commerce. DEA agents were the ones that initiated and made the arrest. It was a DEA crime. ATF didn't even know about it until after the DEA arrested them. There's your federal tax dollars at work. See, Lee's got this highlighted, what the ATF really doesn't want you to know. It's not, is is the ATF necessary? How come the DEA can't turn that over to the FBI? Do we really need the ATF to do that? Or why can't the DEA do that themselves? Why is the ATF necessary? Boston Field Division, that was their work. East Hartford man admits role in catalytic converter theft ring. What does catalytic converters have to do with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? According to court documents and statements made in court, law enforcement has been investigating the theft of catalytic converters from motor vehicles across Connecticut. East Hartford police made the arrest. No, I'm not sure why any tips involved in that one. Any idea, Greg, why that might be? I mean, help me out on that one. I mean, when you come out and uh,
2: find out your catalytic converter is stolen, is it part of the expletives that you use when you find out your vehicle now has to spend, I don't know. Uh, one of our employees here had a catalytic converter stolen out of the parking lot here at Salem, and um, it took like six weeks to eight weeks for them to finally get a catalytic converter and then be able to get their vehicle in to have it installed.
0: So I don't know. It's a big business. I'm going to guess Rico that the first thought that went through that individual's head was, oh, my God, my catalytic converter got stolen. I should call the ATF.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, he, he <laughs> called <laughs> local Irving police. I know that.
0: <laughs> I just love when I'm getting phone calls when I'm on air from people I know. Oh, wow. Well, my phone's uh, over here flashing. Hey,
2: Mark's on the air. I should call him. Is that's it, a
0: local business. That's a local business owner, and he does not. No, I can't. I can't blame him for that. Is it I a good time to call? I appreciated that call earlier today. Is it a good time to call? Mark <laughs> A-W-R, AWR Hawkins would ask. Is it a good time to call? He wouldn't ask. He'd just call because he's AWR. He can get away with that. Yeah. When we come back from this break, we're going to take you to the Denver Field Division, ladies and gentlemen. It's important. You know, the ATF is after you right now. This division has been weaponized against you, so we want you to see this stuff now. Last night when we were on the air, the last five minutes of the show, this studio took a huge electronic hit. Will that happen as we're talking about the ATF today, Greg? The AFT. The AFT? I apologize, Joe Biden. Could it happen? I don't know. It remains to be seen. It will be fun to find out, though, won't it? Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, live at AAR Ranch. We'll be back right after this.
3: You you have a ranch
6: Daniel Defense, firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision.
0: As I say, freedom, passion, and precision, something that Democrats know nothing about. We're going to talk about Chicago, too, what happened in Chicago yesterday, and the Democrat response to that, because it's very telling. But we'll get to that. Right now, we're going to stay on this ATF, because I want you to know about this press release. These go out every Friday. Is your tax dollars at work? So let's go to and again. I can't figure out. I was looking at this, Greg, during the break. Catalytic converter theft ring, alcohol, tobacco, firearms. So I, what you know? It's bureau, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. I, I say expletives. I, I I don't know. I mean, are people using catalytic converters to make bombs or something? I don't know. Why? Who would think about the ATF in that? I guess they don't have enough to do. I, I mean, my first thought would be, damn! My catalytic converter was stolen. Uh, I better call the ATF said nobody ever Mm -hmm. that I'm aware of. So I'm not sure about that. But East Hartford cops were the ones that made the arrest. ATF again comes in after the fact. Denver Field Division. Wyoming felon sentenced to prison for possessing unregistered sawed off shotgun. Now, I can tell you right now that my local sheriff, if they found a felon in possession of a shotgun, would be charged with that crime. Here locally. Would the ATM, I mean, I never thought, would the, would, do they call the ATF? Well, here's what happened in this case. The government alleged in court documents that in November 2021, Bureau of Indian Affairs officers attempted a traffic stop of a van, check this out, driven by Medicine Horse. That's his name. Because of reports that the van was speeding toward lame deer on the northern Cheyenne Indian Reservation in Wyoming. During a search of that van, Cops found a sawed off shotgun. It had a barrel length of six and a half inches, which is way illegal, and an overall length of 18 inches. Medicine Horse was also prohibited from possessing firearms because of a previous federal felony conviction for sexual abuse of a minor. So, is it overkill? The Bureau of Indian Affairs can't, their cops can't initiate those charges? and turn it over to a federal prosecutor the ATF has to get involved does that not seem like overkill to you yeah it does let's justify what we do make sure to get us involved in all these arrests after you make the arrest and charge them with what we're going to because I I I always thought it just went to a federal prosecutor at that point who decided to file federal charges didn't know the ATF had to do that in fact I don't think they do But I could be mistaken. But it was the Bureau of Indian Affairs cops that made that arrest, not the ATF. Great Falls man sentenced to four years in prison for illegal possession of firearms. In this case, the government alleged in court documents that in the fall of 2021, some dude named Potts was on state supervision for multiple felony convictions when he was stopped driving a vehicle. In Great Falls with a suspended license. During a probation search of the vehicle, cops found a three hundred fifty seven revolver in a backpack in a nine millimeter pistol under the driver's seat. It was Great Falls police that made the arrest. Here the ATF in their press release is taking See, this is what Lee's pointing out. The ATF is taking credit for these. This is all after the fact. The ATF needs to be involved because cops found a three hundred fifty seven revolver and a 9mm pistol in a guy's seat when he was on state charges in the first place? Hamilton felon, sentenced to five years in prison for illegal possession of firearms, including ghost gun. Notice how they have to put that in there? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's our ghost gun. Let's get ghost gun in there. And in court documents in this case, the government alleged that in January of 2022, law enforcement executed a search warrant on a storage unit of some dude named Jacob and found two semi-automatic rifles with large capacity magazines. This is from the ATF. Listen to the wording. Not two rifles, two semi-automatic rifles. With large capacity magazines, we know why they would say that Mm -hmm. because they don't like large capacity, standard capacity magazines. Now, I could be, you know, maybe it's a 100 round drum. It could be right. I don't know. But I can promise you if that were the case, the ATF would have mentioned that in here. I agree. They're not going to let that, right? They're not going to let that slide. Yeah, no, they defi-
2: definitely ahead. say 100 round drum. And I, I'd like to exactly. see pictures <laughs> of some of these firearms that they're taking, like the ghost gun. Was it just a part of a, a gun? Like, was it a complete gun or was it just parts? And then they're like, oh, well, you know, you're a felon. You can't even have parts. And so we're considering this a firearm, too. Well,
0: that's a great point. I don't know. But I do know that they choose to use the wording that seems to, which is why I'm talking about this. It's why we have a radio show, to quote John, right? Sure. Because no one else is. So I don't know. Notice how they throw in ghost gun, semi-automatic, large capacity, Greg. So Mm. quickly, tell me why they're doing that.
2: Uh, It's essentially just so that they have uh, information to use in further press releases and in statistics to further use to push for certain gun legislation so that they can try to advocate for the authoring
0: of legislation that they would find uh, appropriate. A long-winded way of saying justifying their existence. Yeah, pretty much. Right?
2: Yeah. It's just one of the screws that they want to put the people. Yep.
0: Because they're currently weaponized against semi-automatic rifles. I'm surprised they didn't say assault rifles. Yeah. And large capacity magazines. Large capacity magazines, of course, are your 30-round standard capacity magazines. So, I don't know. Except we do know. But they found the two semi-automatic rifles with large capacity magazines, one pistol, three suppressors, various firearm parts. There you go. There's your answer. No gun, various mm-hmm. firearm parts. See, mm-hmm. as we go further, the wisdom of Greg asking <laughs> the question before it even popped. Guys, we're doing this in real time with you. This is spontaneous. It's first time on radio. Yeah, yeah. This is the first he's heard of this. Various firearm parts and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Now that sounds. Oh my gosh! You know we've seen a cache of weapons was discovered. And they like to lay the firearms out. And I go, they think that's a cache of weapons? Good <laughs> Lord, what would they say? my house, you know. <laughs> but that's, it's the description. It's the narrative. It's the, it's the, you know, to the layman who drinks the Kool-Aid all day. And I, I'll never forget the one we covered, Greg. And I, I think it's been a while. It's probably been a couple years. But it was, you know, they found a rifle, a pistol, and two BB guns hmm mm-hmm. And they laid it out and took pictures of it, and it's a cache of weapons, or they, what they call it? an arsenal. Yeah, boy, big arsenal. It's an arsenal. Those are BB guns,
2: guys. <laughs>
0: Pistol, rifle, two, 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 two BB guns, and and then what do they make us? And several hundred rounds of ammo. Ammo comes in fifty and hundred round boxes.
2: There's probably some 177 in there too. <laughs> right.
0: In a in a. <laughs> In a jug with a screw off top. Yep. Right? (laughs) Purple. (laughs) It's outside dark. It's an arsenal. Oh, leave it up to the ATF. We like having fun at their expense. But that's cool. They get to wear the cool jackets. Some of them say ATF. Some of them say ATF police. Some of them say ATF task force officer. They get to wear all the fun stuff. And they all have hats that say ATF. And they get to come there after the fact when the real cops have already made the arrest. We'll be right back. To the ATF. Following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you are making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Hey, public service announcement here in the six-hour studios on the Crossbreed. Mike brought to you by X Insurance. It's uh, tax time, guys. Did you know that? Don't forget that taxes are due tomorrow because of Easter weekend. So you get a couple extra days there. There's the public service announcement, but I'm sure you already know that. Welcome back. Greg, it's carpenter bee time of the year before oh. we go back to the ATF. Did you know that the uh, carpenter bees are out at this, in the spring, right? You know what they are. They're the ones that dig the little perfect round holes in the wood and all the structures you build around your house or mm-hmm. including your porch and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't stand them. And I just glanced out the window of the studio here at AAR Ranch. You, you
1: know yes. have a ranch? <laughs>
0: And sure enough, there's two or three of them out there. So you know what I do with them? I have fun with them. Okay, whack them with it you know, like uh, my kids have those little kid tennis rackets from when they were little. All right, and you know they have, that's with the big toy thing in the garage that's over in the corner that they're, they won't that they've already grown out of, but the wife won't let you throw away. Sure. No, that was that was Ryan's. That was Lindsay's. That kind of thing. And we'll never use. Well, I was successful in getting rid of them, but not before I kept a couple of those little uh, those little rackets. So you whack one or two of them with one of those, knock them down in the, in the grass, and then I hose them off with the uh, carpenter bee kill spray. And then I'll wait until they make their little hole, or if they've already beat me to the punch and made the little hole, and they get in there and they lay their eggs, then I entomb them with, with the uh, the plastic wood stuff. Oh, okay. And then you get up in the one, right before he dies, he gets up there to try to look inside where his little carpenter bee babies are, and he can't get in there. He goes, what happened to the hole there? Yeah, they're entombed in there, dude. So I like this time of year when carpenter bees come around. I have fun with carpenter bees. Isn't that rude? Is that cruel? Uh, you know, it, it's it's just... They're trying to destroy the structure at AAR Ranch. Right? Well, you know, it's just... You, you have a ranch?
2: <laughs> don't burn the ranch down. Because, see, I go at it with a uh, hairspray and a torch of
0: some fashion. So don't burn the ranch down. I actually have a flamethrower, Joe Biden. Yeah, there you go. Got it at Harbor Freight, Ooh. and I would love to use that, but I'd wind up burning down the studio mm. Yeah, there's at that. the ranch. So I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, so let's continue here because here we got, and this is important. You've got to look at, at the terminology that the ATF, keep in mind, it's a weaponized agency that they're weaponized against you. The local cops have already made these arrests. If they're unnecessary, let's justify our existence. Let's go in after fact, whatever it is. That's his point in this column today. So we got two semi-automatic rifles with large capacity magazines, one pistol, three suppressors, various firearm parts and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Now, thousands of rounds of ammunition to the Kool-Aid drinker thinks, what do I need a thousand rounds of ammunition for if you do any shooting at all. That's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. And they would have done the same thing if it were hundreds. They would have said and hundreds of rounds of ammunition and made it look like this demonic, crazed deal. Now, that was Montana Highway Patrol and the Ravalli County Sheriff's Office that made the arrest, not the ATF. But here they are taking credit for what the ATF is doing in their press release. The AFT. Great Falls felon sentenced to more than five years in prison for possessing a firearm. In these court documents, the government alleged that in May 2022, Billings cops checked on a suspicious vehicle and found Toulouse, this dude Toulouse, under the influence of some kind of substance. And he was apparently in possession of a loaded 9mm semi-automatic pistol that had been stolen in Butte. Billings cops were the ones that made the arrest. Do you you, know, you ever watch cops? You ever, you ever watch cops been on for like 35 years, right? Yeah. Before it became politically incorrect to watch cops do their jobs. Fortunately, it's back on now, I guess, uh, Fox Nation, or I think it's back on, you know, reruns are still running, cops reloaded, stuff like that. But I don't ever remember, ever, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if you've ever watched Cops, think about this, ladies and gentlemen, how many times you see people, cops make arrests of people on Cops on the TV show and pull a gun out from underneath during a search of the vehicle or off the body of somebody. And I've never heard any of those cops go, oh, you better call the ATF, we found a pistol.
2: Have you ever heard that? No. Usually, that if any of that conversation happens, this is back
0: at the station. I guess so. I've never heard it from the cops. Uh, let's make sure to call the special agent in charge. Get the sag on the phone. We found a 9mm. I mean, that's pretty much common, routine police work, isn't it? Well, it made the ATF press release. Billings cops were the ones that made the arrest. Tampa Field Division, my hometown. Brooksville man found guilty of possessing firearm as an armed career criminal. Hmm. Cops arrest career criminals all the time unless you live in a blue state mm. and the D.A. is brag. Mm-hmm. Sumter County Sheriff's Office encountered Phillips, some dude named Phillips. I can say dude because it says Brooksville man. Oh, I guess in today's day and age you can say dude and it fits anyway. Pretty much. No, there's that. Sumter County Sheriff's Office encountered Phillips while attempting to serve a warrant for his arrest on another matter. Phillips ran from the deputies, but was apprehended after a brief foot chase. So you can hear that radio traffic, right? Sure. He's bolting. I've got one on foot. I've got one on foot. He's moving between 32nd Street, just ran into the alley by the garbage cans. He just tripped. Boom. Cops pounce on him, right? And he was arrested, and cops found a loaded revolver with five rounds of ammunition in his pants pocket. As a previously convicted felon, you know that he's prohibited from possessing a firearm. That's an effective law, isn't it? I guess he didn't say before he went out that night, well, I'm a convicted felon. I better not take that pistol with me. That would be against the law. Maybe there should be one new law. Maybe it should be a double secret probation charge for doing that. Maybe that would have kept him from doing it. Oh, I'm just going to carry it with me. It's just a charge being a felon in possession of a gun. Oh, wait, they passed a new law that made it a double secret probation charge. I better not. You see where I'm going with that one, don't you, ladies and gentlemen? There ain't a gun law in the books going to stop these people from doing this. Because he's already prohibited from possessing a firearm or ammo or even being in the same room with it, for that matter, under federal law. Do you think the ATF made the choice? The guy was caught on a foot chase and found with a five-round a five revolver. And the ATF is taking credit in a press release when it was Sumter County Sheriff's officers that made the arrest. Here's your tax dollars. Is the ATF necessary in any of this that you can think of? You know, it makes me wonder. You're wondering how they
2: find out about this. And, uh, you know, we're skeptical of whether, you know, someone down at the station alerts them to. I wonder if they're monitoring arrest records somehow in a database that they have for states and saying, uh, well, we've got a felon uh, arrested for possession of a firearm. They're like, well, hey, that's a federal charge. Uh, you know, Bob and Mike, head on down there and go talk to the guy.
0: Well, you know, it would seem to me that with all of the ch- – I mean, look, this is a country of 325-plus million people. There are certainly more cases than the put out in a press release every Friday – you see where I'm going with that? Especially if you've got multiple big blue cities in your state. Hell, just one day in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one day on the weekend. south side of Chicago, for that matter. I mean, this is just routine police work, guys. A rogue agency, indeed. How necessary is this? Your tax dollars at work. Oh, wait, if you're weaponizing that agency against law-abiding citizens, you might want to keep it around. Ten-time convicted felon, wow. sentenced to more than eight years in federal prison for possessing ammunition. Oh, good job, guys. I'm glad the guy's off the street. But was it necessary? Tampa PD made the arrest. According to court documents, the government alleges, that on November 22... 2021, Just after midnight, TPD observed a silver infinity using the shoulder of the road to illegally pass another car. Cops activated their emergency lights, initiated a stop. The infinity pulled over. When cops walked up to him, the the guys took off. So cops radioed ahead. There happened to be another TPD officer in the area who heard the call and saw the two guys walking away from the silver infinity that had just been parked. That was apparently the one reported by other cops who he took off from. Officer looked inside the Silver Infinity, saw a firearm poking out from under the driver's seat, radioed his findings. Cops from the earlier stop responded to that scene, saw the two men walking, identified them, and approached them. And during an interview with one of the officers, this dude named Rivas admitted that he'd been driving the Silver Infinity and had fled the scene. Tampa PD made the arrest, but ATF has taken it from their press release. Good heavens, we'll be back.
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit danieldefense.com.
0: Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show indeed. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. Six Hour Studios, Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, all brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit our partners. You heard that Daniel Defense rejoined. They and Lead Slingers are responsible for providing you the video. Thank them. Get on their email list. It's pretty much that simple. Check out their products. And support them. Check out all of our partners. Sig Sauer. Crossbreed holsters. Got a Sig Sauer in a crossbreed holster today, right here. There she is. Right there. Carry it all the time. Carry all of our partners' guns. I've got car firearms. I've got North American firearms, Sig firearms, et cetera. Make sure to visit all of our partners, armedamericanradio.com. We made a plea for you yesterday with John Lott. Man, does he need your help over there. Did you hear his budget? A quarter million dollars. Yeah. I mean- and He's fighting. Multi-billion dollar media conglomerates, the Democrat Party, the federal weaponized government. Going to have to up my donation. You know, I, I mean, I donate 50 bucks. I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Good heavens. Let me get out of tax time here. And I think it's time to revisit that mm-hmm. because John is the one doing all the work. You know, his his frustration has been so palpable on the show the last three weeks. And he put out an email at crimeresearch.org where he almost apologized for one of the radio. And, you know, he lists the radio he does in the media. He listed his interviews with Armed American Radio. Sure. And he listed another one he did at some other show I was unfamiliar with. And he said, I admittedly got very angry during this interview, and I have not had a chance yet to go back and listen to it. Because when John gets angry, you know it's the real deal. Okay, there's something, if Lot's getting angry, there's something to get angry about. He's really stoic, and that's what's, uh, you know, he's very calm, very, you know, just he's got that demeanor. I spoke with him three times today. I'll be talking with him again about 630 Eastern time after we get off the air today about a number of issues, personal issues and business related. And he is. And when he gets animated like that, you know, something's going on. It is incredibly frustrating. So we made the plea yesterday. Please support him. It's I mean, he's got a quarter million dollar budget to do this. And he works 90 hours. Did you hear that? last oh night? Oh, my gosh. He, told yeah. the, he works 90 hours a week, ladies and gentlemen. And I know that for a fact. That's true. John is one of those guys that is driven. He doesn't sleep. I, You know, I, I get very little sleep as well. I love what we do here six days a week. And I've had conversations at all hours of the night with all of our guests at some point in time, uh, more frequently than I would care to admit. And John is one of them. And here's how it, I know that I can text John any time of day or night. And he's going to respond, mm. whether he's in an airport. When I texted him this morning and said, have you got a few minutes? I think it was 530. Mountain time. And he responded immediately, instantly with a phone call. He was at an airport. He was at DFW on his way back to Missoula. And he responded just like that. These people never stop and they need our support. It is so simple to do a $5 bill a month or even one $5 bill. Whatever you can muster up is a huge support for the efforts that John is making over there. Uh, Believe me, that old adage is true. When you're hovering over the target, you're taking flack. That's how you know you're where you're supposed to be, okay? Because they're coming at you, and they're coming at him constantly. The left-wing media is even blaming him for all mass shootings in the country. We talked about that with him a few weeks ago. It's a joke, and it's laughable were it not so serious. That's the fight that we're in. This is what they're capable of doing. Oh, it's really something to see. So help him if you can do that and, and visit all of our partners in the process. John is desperate for the assistance over there. He's doing he's doing it by himself. He's got small staff, but he's the one putting it out there. He's the one testifying, flying around on his own dime. You know, so support him. It's it's really important. Uh, though 10 time convicted felon over at ATF. We're talking about ATF justification. Here's one. Tampa PD officers made that previous arrest we were talking about. Zephyr Hills, man, pleads guilty to unlawfully making a destructive device. This is interesting. First of all, you know Zephyr Hills, right? Everybody knows Zephyr Hills water. I lived there for years and years and years. Zephyr Hills, a tiny little town, except for now. Tampa has just blown right up into it. It used to be Tampa. Then it was New Tampa where I lived. And then you had to go through a new town called Wesley Chapel that they created When I lived there, you just went from Tampa through a bunch of dirt roads and stuff to get to Zephyr Hills. Now it's all just basically North Tampa. So Zephyr Hills has gotten pretty big, too. But according to court documents in this case, the government alleges that on November 1 and 2, some dude named Hall spoke on the phone with a man to whom he had sold firearms in the past. During those conversations, he offered to sell the dude a pipe bomb. Now, this guy is really not too intelligent, okay? Mm-mm. Hey, I built some uh, pipe bombs. uh you bought a couple guns from me in the past. You want to buy a bomb? Not a really intelligent guy. He shared with the man, and I quote, that he had contemplated using the pipe bomb to target an individual with whom he was angry. Another brilliant maneuver. Ooh. Yeah, you know, in today's day and age, he probably recorded it and put it on YouTube. Too. Yep, yeah. he probably did that live on Facebook. <sighs> Yeah, this is a guy that's live streaming himself going 150 miles an hour down the highway. Yeah. Okay? And telling everybody, look, dude, I'm in Zephyr Hills, I'm on I seventy five. Check it out, I'm going a buck fifty. It's and clear he's, out you know, here. Live streaming it. You know? <laughs> and then they wonder why they get popped. Uh, the man with whom he was communicating was a confidential informant with the pass going sheriff's office. Oh, of course. Of course, the confidential informant, ladies and gentlemen, does what confidential informants did and confidentially reached out to Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Hey, I'm your uh, confidential informant. I need to confidentially let you know and inform you that this dude, Hall, sold me a couple guns. You know, that's why I'm your informant, so I can reduce my charges for buying the guns unlawfully. Yeah, well, the guy just offered to sell me a couple pipe bombs and said he was contemplating amusing against somebody he was ticked off at. Yikes. So if I can think of any justification for the ATF in the fact that they're existing here, not that we would need to add them. I mean, this would be a case maybe where the ATF would be, you know, because it's a bomb. Right. Sure. Nothing. I mean, but I wouldn't say if the ATF didn't exist, I wouldn't read this to you and say, we need to create a division called alcohol, tobacco and firearms. Because the cops would deal with it and turn it over to who? The FBI. It wouldn't be necessary, but in this case, if the ATF does exist, and that's the Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Expletives, in this case, I say expletives—it's explosives. I mean, this would be the one case where the ATF's existence would be like, okay, well, this is what we do. Was there any booze or tobacco there? Was he smoking and drinking while he was building the bomb? Because <laughs> you know, I still don't see anything in here about alcohol and tobacco. No. Nope. Tobacco, really? No. Nope. I mean, you got to go back. To the days of, of uh, you know, Goodfellas and back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s when, uh, you know, people ask about tobacco, you know, back the mob used to steal trailers filled with cigarettes. 18 was a big, big, big business. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I know. I was in the trucking business at the time, and we used to haul a lot of Philip Morris stuff. Those trailers loaded with cigarettes were worth millions and millions. Imagine how many cigarette cartons you get on a 53-foot trailer, dude. Mm-hmm. You you would retire if you had the revenue that was on one of those retail revenue that was on one of those trucks, and you'd retire a wealthy man. They were very expensive, but yeah, it's you know they change your name, guys, like to FBI. Okay, get out of this ATF business. But it was the Pasco County Sheriff's deputies that made the arrest, not the ATF, because deputies can arrest people for illegally building bombs and trying to sell them. The, AT, the ATF is not necessary. So you see this. I think it was a great point that Lee made, and I, I'm glad we got to spend some time with it on Monday to highlight just exactly what it is this weaponized agency is up to. Uh, kind of like the National Rifle Association taking credit for Second Amendment Foundation cases. Did I just say that? I did. Oh, well, sometimes the truth is a harsh mistress, isn't it? It's always angered me when I see others take credit for the cases that I know Mr. Gottlieb has spent 90 hours a week working on, too, by the way. So there's our there's our protect Alan Gottlieb moment for the day. All right, Armed American Radio's daily defense. It's a Monday. We're taking a little we're uh, having a little fun today on a Monday in the shadow of the big monster cast. When we come back, lots to cover for you. Back at six minutes after. On the flip side, don't go away. Buckle in.